Two weeks ago, uh, we started a series called The Greatest Show. And we talked about how we are made in the image of God, how we are loved, how we have sinned. But we need to recognize tonight as we continue that God wants what's best for us in the sense of He sent His Son to die for us. I want to ask you a question. How many of you have ever been in a situation when you were embarrassed? Anyone ever been in a situation that they wish that no one else would have seen? All right. Anyone want to share that situation? No, no right? All right. I'll give you an illustration for me, right? When I was, all right, let's quiet down. Where I was the most embarrassed, okay? Because as we know, today on the internet, you have a lot of different videos that show people's fails, right? People try to do things, and then they end up failing, right? Well, anyway, well, I thought when I was about 9 or 10, I thought, you know what? I'm a, I'm a good bike rider. You know, I like to do my little skits and do S and all, you know. I used to like to carry on bar on a bicycle, you know, do the pop a wheelie, yeah. all these things, right? So my next-door neighbor, listen up, right? My next-door neighbor... They have an iron gate, right? So I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go full speed, and I'm going to do a nice skit with my bike and go all the way around, and I won't hit the, the gate. But as you can imagine where the story is going, I went full speed. I slammed on my brakes, but my brakes did not hold, and my head went against that metal gate. All right? Now, I was... Happy to know that only my friends saw me and not everyone would know because what would happen? As we know in our culture, people would laugh at me, right? Well, listen, that's not the only story I have about riding a bike. This other time when I was younger, I thought to myself, again, I'm going to be cool on a bicycle. So I should have probably just stopped riding a bike, right? But anyway, I thought I'm going to be cool. My brother and I were playing basketball. All their friends were there. And one of them started to play around me, and like they was hit me with the ball, and I went in the grass. So I thought, well, I'm going to slam on brakes. Well, this was a bike that you had front brakes and you had back brakes. Well, what I ended up doing was only pushing the front brake, and I ended up flipping over on the bike in front of all my friends, I mean all my brother's friends. And the only thing I could tell you is I ran inside the house because I was so embarrassed, crying for my mommy and daddy because I was very embarrassed, right? So these are fails, and I would not want that to happen again. Well, the reality is, is this, all right? Listen. It's that in this room, we all have failed. We all have things that we have done that we probably regretted. And I think that as we look into God's Word, and, and what I love is as we look into God, we're going to see that God, even though we messed up over and over again, he forgives us. And He wants a relationship with us. He wants us to recognize that He sent His Son to die for us. Like I said, again, we have fails. We all have failed. And, and, and I would not want us to imagine, um, again, as we consider those fails, that we would think to ourselves that we need to learn from those mistakes. I learned from riding a bicycle that, you know what? I shouldn't just push the front brake when I'm going fast, because I'm going to flip over on the bike. It's just like in our lives, if we know we struggle with something, we shouldn't try to get as close to it as possible. If I know I struggle with this thing or that thing, 
I shouldn't say to myself, well, I could get his clothes and I won't mess up. If you have your Bible, you could turn to Ephesians chapter 2. But if, we, if you don't, you can look on the screen. I want us to understand this. Because I think that we need to understand that each one of us in here, again, as we looked at two weeks ago, we have sinned. And because we have sinned, Romans 3.20 says, but all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. All right? God has a standard that none of us in this room can say that I have arrived. No one in this room can say that I have not sinned. We have all sinned in this room. We all have messed up. So just so we could get in the context, I want to read verses 1 to 3, and it says this. And you were dead in trespasses and sins. All right? We are dead. All right? Each one of us in this room were dead in our trespasses and sin. All right? In which you once walked. Notice that it says walked in the past tense. So he's talking to believers. He's saying, this is how you used to live. This is what you used to do. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were nature of children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. So just so we get the context here, we need to understand that all of us here, again, have sinned. All of us used to walk the course of the world. We want to do what the world has. We want to follow the passions of the world. We want to follow our own passions, our desires. This is what we did. We have a lot of words in the English dictionary or English language that we all learn from the first words we learn, some three-letter words, right? The, that, you know, all sorts of different words, right? But one of the biggest words in Scripture is a three-letter word. Because when we consider what we're going to look at now, we looked at how we lived in this way. We had these desires. We followed the passion of the world. We all did these things. But we look at verse 4. And when we see that word, but, we got to stop. Because it's something important, it's going to have, something to say. It says what? But who? God. Key. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us. We sang about that love that Christ had for us, that he sent his son to die for us so that we could have a relationship with him. We did nothing to earn this. We followed our own passion, our own desire. We did what we wanted to do. But what does it say? But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us. This is what he did. He died for us because he loved us, because he's rich in mercy. Verse 5. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive. Together with Christ, by grace, you have been saved. So even when we were dead in our trespasses, when we did our own thing, we wanted nothing to do with God, he loved us. Now let me ask you a question. If I come to you, and I keep on asking you to do something, and you tell me no over and over again, do you think I'm going to continue to come to you? Some people say yes, some people say no, right? It depends on the situation, right? Most of the time, some people will give up, right? Most of the time, they'll say, you know what? Uh, I've done all I could do. But this is what God did for us. He didn't give up on us. He didn't say, 
okay, get your life right, and then I'm going to come and do what I have to do. No. He said, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive. We were dead. Now, all of us in here are alive, right? We're alive like we're breathing, right? But it means our spiritual being was dead. We were dead because we were following the desires of the world. We were doing what we wanted to do. But now he has made us alive. And we're together with Christ by grace you have been saved. What is grace? What is grace? Anyone know grace? We see that word in scripture. What is grace? Anyone know what grace is? And no, that's not, you know, some people name grace, but that's not what I'm talking about. What is grace? <laughs> Let me add a question, all right? All right? Let me add a question. How many of you in this room, I want to give you an example, right? I want you to imagine this report card day is soon coming, right? And listen, your parents tell you at the beginning of the year, if you don't get a B average, we're not going to go on family vacation. All right? Listen, all right? Listen. So if you don't get a B average, we're not going on family vacation. But listen, your parents seize you trying your best all the time. You're doing your homework, you're studying, you know, you did your exams, and you did the best that you could do. And you ended up with a C plus. Now, your parents should say, they told you, I told you if you didn't get a B, you would not be able to go on the family vacation. But they say, you know what? I, I've seen you work hard. I've seen you do your best. And because I've seen how hard you worked, I'm going to show you grace. I'm going to show you favor. I'm going to say, you know what? You can go into family vacation. It's something you don't deserve, but you get it anyway. It's the same thing with grace. It's a free gift that none of us deserve. None of us in this room deserve the gift of grace. Because we are sinners. We, don't want, we didn't want nothing to do with God. But it's by His grace, a free gift that none of us deserve. Verse 6. And raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7. So that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. You see, this is what Christ has done for us. He has showed us grace over and over again. We can't measure it. Because reality is that, I don't know if you're, you're probably just like me. How many of you give up, how many of y'all mess up every day almost? All right, I mess up. I sin, I sin, I do things that I shouldn't do. What if God said, because Nicholas, you mess up all the time and you sin, I want nothing to do with you. If he did that, I would be in the biggest trouble. Everyone in this room would be in trouble. Because we don't deserve it. We mess up all the time. But here it is. This loving God wants a relationship with us. But nothing that we did. None of us in the room deserve it. None of us in this room can say, but you know what? I've done enough to, for God to love me. None of us. Going to church, that's great. But that doesn't mean that because I've done that, I earn God's favor. 
being nice, you know, not cursing, all these things we may say, well, I'm a good person. None of that saves you. None of that. The only thing that saves you is when you come to a point in your life and you realize that I'm a sinner and I need Christ in my life. I need to give my life to Him. Verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. Let me stop right there. None of us can earn this. There are religions that will tell you you can earn your way to heaven once you do this. There's nothing you can do to earn this free gift. It's free. Listen, Christmas is coming up. And we talk about gifts. And we talk about, you know, these things we would like to have. Wouldn't it be good if you could walk in a store and say, I want the greatest thing you have for free? It would be good, right? But guess what? The reality is we have the greatest gift for us for free, each one of us. And it didn't cost us one cent. But it cost God, His Son, who died on the cross for our sins. What a gift. What a gift that we don't deserve. But it's there for us. And we can't earn it. We can't say, oh, well, I'm going to do what I can to earn. No, no. It's free. It's for grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. And this is very key, verse 9. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. How many of you are... We like to find... We, we can see a lot of proud people, right? A lot of people like to boast on themselves, right? But look at me, I did this. Look at me, I scored 20 points. Look at me, I did... Th- I have the greatest... I have the best shoes. Look at me, I got the best clothes. Look, we like to say... We like to boast, right? But here it is. He's saying, look, I want you to make sure that you understand that there's nothing you did, so don't boast about yourself. Don't say, I did something, because you did nothing. But boast in me, because I'm the gift. I'm the one who did everything. And I want a relationship with you. You know, when you think about your life, and I think about my life, and I'm a little bit older than most of you here, but I look at my life and I see how God has worked. I see where I was at your age to where I am now, and I thank God for His grace because even in that path, I messed up many times. I did my own thing. I want to ask you tonight what is it that you're holding on to what is it that you say you know what I need to ask God for forgiveness I need to say God here I am I've done this will you forgive me some of you need to ask Christ first of all for forgiveness number one and say Christ I want you to be in my life I want to give my life to you But some of you probably have some things that you're going through in life that you say, you know, I need to ask God to forgive me of this. Because I messed up. Verse 10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let me ask a question. Do you think that God 
wants you to be a person that, it says in some versions that we are his masterpiece. How many of you like paintings? Anyone like to see paintings and art? And you've ever heard people say a masterpiece? All right. Now, you would never want me to draw anything for you because I'm terrible at art. All right. When I was in the fifth grade, listen, when I was in the fifth grade, my art, my teachers, I went to the classroom one day and I saw them laughing. And I realized after the fact what they're laughing at, they're laughing at my artwork on their desk. All right. That was, that, that, you don't want to be that. All right. But listen, God says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Good works. So, if I'm a Christian, how should my life look? It should be a, it should be a, I should be striving to be like Christ. I should be trying to do things to help people out. But I also need to understand that that does not earn me salvation. I need to understand that God knows, and God is saying, look, let's walk with Him through this. He's there with us. You see, we've looked at last time, we are made in God's image. We have looked at, you are loved. Tonight we want to focus on, you are forgiven. You are forgiven of your sins. But it's nothing that we have done, it's what God has done. It goes back to verse 4, but God, rich in mercy. You see, I'm so thankful that it doesn't depend on me. I'm so thankful that this relationship that I have with God isn't about me. Because if it's about me, I'm going to mess up over and over again. But it's God who holds me. It's God who's there with me, who's walking with me, who I know I can go to and ask for forgiveness. Because the Bible is very clear that whatever you've done, he's, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins once you confess it to him. So again, I challenge you tonight. First of all, do you know Christ? Do you have a relationship with God? Have you accepted this free gift of grace? For those who know Christ, it is something that you need to ask God for forgiveness. That you know you've done something that's wrong. What I want to do now in, in closing, I want to, I'm going to ask Calvin that, that song you say that I didn't play um, during the time. You would play that for us. And I want us to just listen to the lyrics. And I want us to understand that in our lives, we, did, we, don't, we deserve death. But God, rich in mercy, His grace, that we can have a relationship with Him. And I'll close in prayer. Fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up Am I more than just 
just the sum of every high and every low Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know As we, in the song, it talks about, you know, we can go by feelings, but we have a God that holds us. We have a God who's always there with us and who is fighting for us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight, and we thank you that 
we can find our identity in Christ. That we know we have a God who loves us. We know we have a God who promises he'll never leave us or forsake us. Who is always there with us. And Father, tonight I pray that you would just work in all of our lives. That we would think of things in our lives that we need to ask you for forgiveness. And we thank you that you are a forgiven God. And we thank you for the gift of grace that it doesn't depend on us. But it's a free gift that none of us deserve. Father, I pray that you continue to be honored in our time together as we go into our small groups, that you would just be honored this time, that we would be respectful, that you would help us to discuss the things that we need to discuss. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.